Liver Anatomy. Superior mesenteric vein plus splenic vein will form portal vein. The pressure in portal vein is equal nine millimeter mercury. Then portal vein to the liver, then from the liver to hepatic vein, which is the pressure inside the hepatic vein, five millimeter mercury, then to the inferior vena cava. Blood could as I left, go to left gastric or coronary vein. If pressure in the portal vein elevated, so it will cause engorgement and may cause varices, varices or bleeding and hematemesis and melina. So increase ammonia, ammonia inferior in the inferior vena cava and blood and go to blood brain barrier so glutamate by ammonia will convert into glutamine so hydrogen reaction and edema bacteria also will growth and secrete gap and binge which is neuro inhibitory so will cause hypnotics and hepatic encephalopathy note that the rbc's when ruptures will secrete heme and globin heme will go to uh, will convert into unconjugated bilirubin which is indirect bilirubin which is water insoluble then by then unconjugated bilirubin will attach to albumin in the bloodstream and go for unconjugated bilirubin complex. Then in the liver, the liver will secrete UDP glucuronyl transferase to to convert the unconjugated bilirubin complex to conjugated bilirubin, which is direct bilirubin and water soluble. Then by the gut bacteria will conjugated bilirubin will convert into euro uropylenogen. ninety percent of uropylenogen will go secreted in feces as stercopylene, which is give the brown color of the stool. So eighty percent of the uropylenogen excreted in feces it's unlike the bile which is most of it or 90 percent will go to reabsorb it in the gut then urobiogen the 20 percent remain of the urobiogen will go for 10 percent to the kidney and 90 percent to go to enterohepatic circulation and again to the liver 10 percent of the kidney will excreted in urine as urobiline which is gives the, the urine the yellow color inherited cause of jaundice like we said RBCs convert into heme, heme will convert into heme and the globin, no, not for globin, heme will convert into unconjugated bilirubin in the blood, in the blood confirm with a complex with the albumin, so unconjugated bilirubin. With albumin will form unconjugated bilirubin complex, then liver secrete UDB glucuronyl transferase to form the unconjugated bilirubin complex into conjugated bilirubin. Then by gut bacteria will conjugated bilirubin will convert into euro Europylenogen. Europylenogen will uh, uh, 80% go to stool as a stercopylene and 20% will go to 10 10% 10 of the 20 will go to the urine and 90% of the 20 will go to the again to the liver by enterohepatic circulation. So inherited cause options include for inherited cause like Gilbert syndrome, Gregular Nagar syndrome, and Ruben Johnson and Rutter syndrome, unconjugated hyperpilirubinemia, Gilbert and Gregular Nagar GC, and also hemolysis or bleeding hemolysis. While conjugated hyperpilirubinemia, conjugated with in Ruben Johnson syndrome and Rutter syndrome and obstruction. So Gilbert syndrome, Gilbert syndrome, and Sayang. Uh, flu and jaundice it's autosomal recessive it's mild deficiency of udb glucuronyl transferase so it's a b9 so it is increase in unconjugated bilirubin triple nagar syndrome type 1 also increase in unconjugated bilirubin it's autosomal recessive it's due to absolute deficiency of udb glucuronyl transferase and they do not survive to adulthood while Gregorian Nagar syndrome type 2 is slightly more common than type 1 and less severe sometimes it may improve with phenoparpital Dobin Johnson syndrome it is increase in conjugated bilirubin, so it's autosomal recessive. It's relatively common in Iranian Jewish mutation in the canalicular multi drug resistance proteins 2 MRP2 result in deficiency in defective defect 
happening effective hepatic excretion of bilirubin so it's a problem in transport of conjugated bilirubin to bile and intestine result in a grossly black li black liver and it's benign Luther syndrome it's autosomal recessive increase in conjugated hyper uh, conjugated bilirubin it's a defect in hepatic uptake and storage of bilirubin it's a uh, benign so Gilbert syndrome. Gilbert syndrome is an autosomal recessive condition of defective bilirubin conjugation due to a deficiency of slight deficiency of a UDB a gluconeal transferase. The prevalence is approximately 1 to 2 percent of the, in the general population. Features of Gilbert syndrome include unconjugated hyperbilirubinemia, not in urine, and jaundice. Jaundice may only be seen during an intercurrent illness or exercise or fasting. Investigation and management investigation will find rise in a bilirubin following prolonged fasting or IV nicotinic acid. No treatment requirement. The exact mode of inheritance is still a matter of debates. While Dubin-Johnson syndrome, Dubin-Johnson syndrome is a benign autosomal recessive disorder resulting in hyper hyperbilirubinemia. It's conjugated, therefore present in urine. It is due to defect in the canalicular multispecific organic anion transporter C-MUAT. C-MUAT protein. This causes defective hepatic bilirubin exertion. Pregnancy. Jaundice. Well, two causes of jaundice in pregnancy, intrahepatic cholestasis of pregnancy and acute fatty liver of pregnancy. Intrahepatic cholestasis of pregnancy, also known as obstetric cholestasis, occurs in around 1% 1% of pregnancies and is generally seen in the third trimester. It is more common liver disease of pregnancy, features pruritus, often in the palms and soles. No rash, although skin changes may be seen due to scratching and raised bilirubin. Bilirubin will be high. Management by deoxycholic acid is used for symptomatic relief. You should go for weekly liver function test and women are typically induced at 37 weeks. Complication of cholestatic uh, uh, cholestasis or intrahepatic cholestasis of pregnancy. Complication include increased rate of stillbirth, but it's not generally associated with increased maternal morbidity. Number two, acute fatty liver of pregnancy. Acute fatty liver of pregnancy is a rare complication which may occur in the third trimester of the period or the period immediately after delivery. Features of acute fatty liver of pregnancy include abdominal pain, nausea and vomiting, and headache. We'll find also jaundice or hypoglycemia. Severe disease also may result in preeclampsia. Investigation of acute fatty liver of pregnancy include ALT, elevated ALT or alanine transferase is typically elevated, for example, 50 500 per liter management of acute fatty liver of pregnancy just support care once established disease the definitive once established the, deli the delivery of mother is a definitive management note that gilbert and Ruben johnson syndrome may be exacerbated during pregnancy we'll find also help syndrome help syndrome is a hemolysis and elevated liver enzyme and low platelets but Kairi syndrome or hypercoagulability state, but Kairi syndrome or hepatic vein thrombosis, it's usually seen in the context of underlying hematological disease or another procoagulant condition. Causes of but Kairi syndrome include number one, bullycemia rubravera, which is blood cancer, or maybe other causes two, thrombophilia, activated protein C resistance, or antithrombin three deficiency or protein C and S deficiencies. Three of the causes of bad carry syndrome include pregnancy and four oral contraceptive pills. So the causes of bad carry syndrome include bullycemia rubravera, thrombophilia, or pregnancy or oral contraceptive pill. The features are classically triad of abdominal pain, abdominal pain and ascites and tender hepatomegaly. The abdominal pain sudden onset and severe ascites and tender hepatomegaly. Investigation ultrasound with Doppler flow studies is very sensitive and should be the initial radiological investigation.
drug induced liver disease drug induced liver disease is generally divided into hepatocellular or cholestatic or mixed there is however considerable overlap with some drug causing a range of changes to the liver for example the foreign drugs tend to cause hepatocellular picture hepatocellular picture mnemonic for park is park is very happy man park p for paracetamol a for alcohol r for rifampicin k for ketoconazole is I for isoniazide, S for statins or sodium valproate, very heavy. H for happy, H for halothane, A for amiodarone, P for pyrazinamine, the second P for phenytoin, and happy man, M for methyl doba or MAO inhibitor, A for anti-tuberculous drugs like isoniazide or rifampicin or pyrazinamide, which is already talked about, and N for nitrofuronation. Then, following the drugs tend to cause cholestatic plus or minus hepatitis. So it's mainly cholestatic plus or minus hepatitis. Mnemonic for SNAP, Shiftacosfin, SNAP, Shiftacosfin, S for sulfonylurease, N for nifedibin, A for androgens or antibiotic, P for prochlorpyrimazine, C in the shift for chlorpyrimazine or coamoxiclav, HCH4 chlorpromazine again, E for erythromycin, F4 fluoxacillin or fluoxacillin or fibrates, fluoxacillin or fibrates, T4 testosterone and A4 androgens or androgenic anabolic steroids, Intacos, C4 coamoxiglav or contraceptive pills, OOCBs or contraceptive pills and S4 steroids and sulfonylurease again. And fen N for rare of nifedibin. Liver cirrhosis, pneumonic MAM. M for methotrexate, A for amiodarone, and M for methyl doba. Methotrexate, amiodarone, methyl doba also goes lung fibrosis and liver cirrhosis. Paracetamol toxicity. Paracetamol will convert into NAPKI by cytochrome B450. And the NAPKI, which is active metabolite, will convert into non-toxic metabolite by the glutathione. If glutathione is depleted by high level of paracetamol, so NAPKI will accumulate and cause acute liver failure. Treatment of paracetamol toxicity is first gastric lavage and give in acetylcysteine if paracetamol level is more than 150 per kilo or liver transplantation. They have King's colleague criteria for for liver transplantation for paracetamol liver failure or paracetamol toxicity leading to liver failure. Mnemonic for APC A arterial pH less than 7.3 24 hours after ingestion or all of the following P prothrombin time more than 100 second or C karyat more than 300 millimol per liter or grade 3 or 4 encephalopathy. Acute liver failure. Acute liver failure describes the rapid onset of hepatocellular dysfunction leading to a variety of systemic complications. Causes of acute liver failure. Number one, paracetamol overdose. Two, alcohol. Three, viral hepatitis, usually viral A or virus B. And four, acute fatty liver of pregnancy or ischemic hepatitis. But ischemia is more common in the central in zone three because central is zone three because zone three or the central is near is near of central vein but far from portal and hepatic artery. What are features? Features of acute liver failure include jaundice because liver has a biliary tract, so if fear increase bile, increase bilirubin, and will cause jaundice. Two, coagulopathy because because liver is responsible for for secretion of all coagulation factors except factor eight. So, failure of the liver will cause bleeding, increase E in INR, and also raised prothrombin time. 
hypoalbuminemia because liver secrete albumin so if liver failure so cause hypoalbuminemia and loss on cutting pressure and cause edema also hepatic encephalopathy because liver go for detoxification so if failure will accumulate anemia renal failure is common hepatorenal syndrome because it's connected remember that liver function tests do not always accurately reflect the synthetic function of the liver this is best assessed by looking at the prothrombin time and albumin level Coagulopathy of the liver disease. Number one, in liver failure, all protein factors are low except for factor eight, which is paradoxically supranormal. Two, factors eight is sensitive in the endothelial cell throughout the body, unlike the other clotting factors, which are sensitive purely in hepatic endothelial cells. So, number three, activated factor eight is usually rapidly cleared from bloodstream by good hepatic function. So good hepatic function is required for this to occur, and if hepatic failure, this will lead to increase in the circulating factor eight. So number four, this is one. That's why, or that's why, despite conventional coagulation studies, increased PT and APTT and decreased fibrinogen suggesting increased bleeding risk. Patients with chronic liver disease are not protected from venous thrombosis formation. Five, but they are paradoxically increased risk of thrombosis and bleeding. Also, they are predisposed to thrombosis formation, including because it included using synthesis of purely hepatic derived natural anticoagulant protein C and protein S, which is vitamin K dependent, and antithrombin, which is non vitamin K dependent. So, if liver failure, no coagulation factors will lead to bleeding, and no anticoagulant like protein C, protein S, and antithrombin so will cause thrombosis, and no clearance of factor A to thrombosis. So, the net result of liver failure is bleeding and thrombosis. Hepatic encephalopathy. Hepatic encephalopathy may be seen in liver disease of any cause. Etiology is not fully understood, but it's thought that it includes excess absorption of ammonia and glutamine from bacterial breakdown of proteins in the gut. Whilst hepatic encephalopathy is often associated with acute liver failure, it may also be seen in chronic disease. Now recognize that many patients with liver cirrhosis may develop subtle symptoms such as mild cognitive impairment before the features become more recognizable. Minim so it's called minimal or cover covert, covert hepatic encephalopathy. It has also been noted that portal venous bypass with portosystemic shunting, for example, boosted tips, it's a cause. Features of hepatic encephalopathy include number one, confusion with all altered, altered glasgocoma scale, two, astrexis, it's a liver flab, it's a arrhythmic negative myoclonus with a frequency of three to five hertz, three of the features, constructural apraxia, it's an ability to draw a five pointed star, number four of the features, a triphasic slow waves on EEG, and the last one is raised ammonia level, but not commonly measured now anymore. What are the grading of hepatic encephalopathy? Grade 1, irritability. Grade 2, confusion and inappropriate behavior. Grade 3, incoherence and restlessness. Grade 4, coma. Precipitating factor for hepatic encephalopathy. Number 1, infection, like spontaneous bacterial peritonitis will cause for hepatic encephalopathy. Number 2, GI bleeding because it increased protein, which is breakdown to ammonia and glutamine. Number 3, post transjugular intrahepatic systemic shunt. Number 4, constipation, cause more protein in the gut. Five drugs like sedative or diuretics. Six, hypokalemia or decreased potassium. Number seven, renal failure because renal will 
but excrete and the last one increase dietary protein which is not common management treat the underlying precipitating factor and number two nice recommend that give lactulose as a first line with addition of rifaximine for the secondary prophylaxis of hepatic encephalopathy lactulose is a lactic acid so the acidity will kill the bacteria and also lactulose will wash the ammonia in the stool so lactulose is so to work by promoting the excretion of ammonia and increasing the metabolism of ammonia by gut bacteria. Antibiotics such as rifaximine are thought to modulate the gut flora resulting in decreased ammonia production. So rifaximine will modulate the flora and decrease production of ammonia. Treat bleeding and in the diet decrease the protein dietary intake like meat. And other options include close the shunt, close the portosystemic shunt and liver transplantation sometimes in selected patients. Hepatitis B and pregnancy physics. All pregnant women are offered screening for hepatitis B. Babies born to mothers who are chronically infected with hepatitis B or to mothers who have had acute hepatitis B during pregnancy should receive a complete course of vaccination plus hepatitis B immunoglobulins. Studies are currently evaluating rule of oral antiviral treatment like lamivudine in the later part of pregnancy. This, there is little evidence to suggest that cesarean section reduce vertical transmission rates. Hepatitis B cannot be transmitted via tra breastfeeding in contrast to HIV. Hepatitis B serology Surface antigen Surface antigen is the first marker to appear and cause the production of surface antibody. Surface antigen normally implies acute disease present for 1 to 6 months. Surface antigen is present if present for more than 6 months, then it implies chronic infection. So it's infective chronic disease or carrier. So surface antigen is the first marker to appear and it has acute infection from and lasts from one to six months and if it lasts more than six months it means infective or chronic disease or carrier. Surface antibody implies immunity, immunity whether by vaccine or by exposure. So it's negative in chronic disease. Then we have anti-core hepatitis. Anti-core implies previous core, previous or current infection. IgM, you have IgM anticor and IgG anticor antibodies. IgM anticor antibodies appears during acute or recent hepatitis B infection and is present for six months. While anti-immunoglobulin G anticor anticor hepatitis persists more than this. E hepatitis antigen E antigen result from breakdown of a core antigen from infected liver cells so as for for a marker of infectivity. Examples result previous immunization so. Anti-surface hepatitis positive and all other is negative. Previous hepatitis more than six months. It's not a carrier, so anti-core is positive, while surface antigen is negative. Previous hepatitis and now a carrier, so anti-core is positive and surface antigen also is posit positive. Surface surface hepatitis antigen is ongoing infection, either acute or chronic, if present more than six months, which is mean carrier. Core anti-hepatitis, which is code, is negative if immunized. So. Again, we have surface antigen and surface uh, and surface antibody. Surface antigen is a first marker and it's acute acute infection from one to six months, more than six months infection or chronic or carrier. We have also immunoglobulin E antigen, E antigen, E antigen, which is mean infection. But from the antibodies, we have anti S and anti core. Anti S is mean immunity, whether by vaccine or exposure, and also it's negative in chronic disease. While anti core, anti core is previous or current anti core previous if it's uh, acute now if it's uh, I, igm and core if igg it's persists 
Hepatitis D. Hepatitis D is a single-stranded RNA virus that's transmitted parenterally. It is an incomplete RNA virus that requires hepatitis B surface antigen to complete its replication and transmission cycle. It is transmitted in a similar fashion to hepatitis B by exchange of body fluids and patients may be infected with hepatitis B and hepatitis D at the same time. So co-infection which is mean hepatitis B and hepatitis D infection at the same time while super-infection super which is mean hepatitis B surface antigen positive patients subsequently develops a hepatitis D infection. Note that superinfection is associated with high risk of fulminant hepatitis and chronic hepatitis state and liver cirrhosis. Diagnosis of hepatitis D is made via reverse polymerase chain reaction BCR of hepatitis D RNA. Interferon is currently used as a treatment but with a poor evidence, evidence base. Autoimmune hepatitis. Autoimmune hepatitis is a condition of unknown etiology which is most commonly seen in young females, young female of unknown etiology. Recognized associations include, include other autoimmune disorders like hypergamma globulinemia, also associated with HALA B8 and DR3, HALA B8 and DR3. Three types of autoimmune hepatitis have been characterized according to the type of circulating antibody. Type 1, which have anti-nuclear antibodies positive and or anti-smooth muscle antibodies, ANA and SAMA. It affects both adults and children. Type 2 only in children and it has anti-liver kidney microsomal type 1 antibodies. LKM1 type 3 affects adults in middle ages, soluble liver, kidney, antigen. Features of autoimmune hepatitis include it may present with signs of chronic liver disease, acute hepatitis like fever or jaundice only in 25% of cases present in this way. Have amenorrhea, which is common, amenorrhea and anti-nuclear antibody and some smooth muscle, anti smooth muscle antibody and LKM1 antibodies and raised IgG levels, raised IgG level. By liver biopsy, you will find inflammation extend beyond, extending beyond the limiting plate. Be smeal necrosis and bridging necrosis, which find necrosis. Management by steroids and other immunosuppressants like adathioprine and liver transplantation. Ischemic hepatitis. Ischemic hepatitis are caused more in zone 3 towards the central zone because it's near the vein and far from the arteries. Ischemic hepatitis is a diffuse hepatic injury resulting from acute hypotension, sometimes known as a shock liver. It's not an inflammatory process. It's diagnosed by the presence in the presence of an event like cardiac arrest and marked increase in aminotransferase level more than 1,000 international units per liter or 550 times the upper limit of normal. Often, it will occur in conjugation with acute kidney injury, tubular necrosis, or other end organ damage. Note that total parental nutrition may be sometimes could cause sepsis and will cause ischemic hepatitis. Chronic liver failure. It's a chronic plus severe inflammation of liver, so it will cause cirrhosis and diffuse bridging fibrosis and regenerative nodules. Stages will begin with ROS or reactive oxygen species will, will cause direct injury to the liver then activate macrophage. Macrophage of the liver called coffer cells will activate cytokines and cytokines will stimulate stellate cells or E2 cells. Then fibrosis by collagen deposit or deposition or it's called cirrhosis. So liver cirrhosis is still a problem in developed world account for 60,000 deaths in the United Kingdom every year. What are the causes of liver cirrhosis? Number one, alcohol, which is very important, and also non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is more important, and viral hepatitis B and C. Other causes, which is biliary, also biliary cause and will cause liver cirrhosis, like primary biliary cirrhosis, which is granuloma and sclerosing cholangitis. And alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency and Wilson disease and hemochromatosis. 
how to diagnose but first symptoms of chronic liver failure number one hepatic encephalopathy as increased ammonia and GABA also two flappy tremors or astrexis three bleeding disorders four hyperspirinism five increased estrogen so gynecomastia palmar erythema and spider angioma six increased bilirubin so jaundice seven thrombocytopenia and purpura and petechiae and ITP, 8, portal hypertension, hyperspirinism, varices, and portosystemic shunt, 9, decrease albumin, decrease albumin, and so will cause ascites precox, and 10, cowbit medusa and rectal varices. How to diagnose liver cirrhosis? Traditionally, a liver biopsy was used, but this procedure is, however, associated with adverse effects such as bleeding and pain. Other techniques such as transient elastography and acoustic radiation force impulse Imaging are increasingly used now and recommended by NICE. For patients with NAFLED or non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, NICE recommend using the Enhanced Liver Fibrosis Score to screen for patients who need further testing. What are the transient elastography? Brand name is Fibroscan. It uses 50 waves to is passed into the liver from a small transducer on the end of ultrasound probe. Measures the stiffness of the liver which is equal fibrosis. In the term of screening for cirrhosis, NICE made a specific recommendation. So, suggested to offer transient elastography or fibroscan to number one, people with hepatitis C virus infection, two, men who drink over 50 units of alcohol per week and women who drink over 35 units of alcohol per week and have done so for several months. Number three, people diagnosed with alcohol-related liver disease. Further investigation to liver cirrhosis include nice recommend doing upper endoscopy to check for varices in patients with a new diagnosis of cirrhosis and liver ultrasound every six months, plus or minus alpha fetoprotein to check for hepatocellular carcinoma. Scoring system for liver, for liver cirrhosis, whether child book or model for end-stage liver disease, MILD. So, child book classification, score by bilirubin, albumin, prothrombin time, and encephalopathy and ascites. So, bilirubin score. Number one, if score one, if less than, if bilirubin less than 34, and score two, if bilirubin is from 35 to 50, and score three, if the bilirubin more than 50, albumin, score, give score one, if albumin more than 35, give score two, if albumin from 20, uh, 28 to 35, and give score three, if the albumin is less than 28, prothrombin time, give score one, if prothrombin time less than four, give score two, if prothrombin time from four to six, give uh, score three, if the prothrombin time more than six. Encephalopathy, give score 1 if there is no encephalopathy and give score 2 if there is mild encephalopathy and score 3 if marked encephalopathy, ascites, score 1 if no ascites, score 2 if mild ascites, score 3 if marked ascites. Then summation, if the score less than 7, so it's A, if score from 7 to 9, it's B, if scores are more than 9, it's C. MILD, MILD is a combination of patients bilirubin, creatinine and INR, bilirubin, creatinine and INR, it's equation like 3.78 N, serum bilirubin, plus 11.2 N, INR, plus 9.57 N, serum creat, plus 6.43. Three months mortality based on MILD score. If it's 40 or more, so the mortality is 71%. If it's from 30 to 40, then the mortality is 52%. If it's from 20 to 30, the mortality 19%. If it's from 10 to 20, so the mortality is 6%. If less than 9, so the mortality is 1.9%. Ascites cause of ascites can be grouped into Serum ascites by the serum ascites albumin gradient or SAG less than 11 gradient or more than 11. So if SAG or serum ascites albumin gradient less uh, more than 11 gram per liter, it indicates 
portal hypertension which is mean the albumin in the serum is more than the albumin in the ascites so it's portal hypertension the causes include cirrhosis or alcoholic hepatitis or cardiac ascites or mixed ascites or massive ascites or massive liver metastasis or fulminante hepatic failure or Bat-Kayari syndrome or portal vein thrombosis or veno-occlusive disease or myxedema or fatty liver of pregnancy while if sag less than 11 so the serum albumin is less than the C is the ascites in the the album in the ascites if less than 11 so it's in it was rather causes PPST B4 bowel obstruction or biliary ascites and P4 peritoneal carcinomatosis and pancreatic ascites and postoperative lymphatic leak and ST S4 cirrhosis in connective tissue disease and T stands for tuberculous peritonitis and also cancer and infection management of ascites includes number one include one reducing dietary sodium two fluid restriction is sometimes recommended if sodium is less than 125 millimole three aldosterone antagonists like spironolactone sometimes loop diuretics are often added some authorities only add loop diuretics in patients who do not respond to aldosterone agonist aldosterone agonist whereas other authorities suggest starting both types of diuretic on the first presentation of ascites drainage of tense number four drainage of tense ascites by therapeutic abdominal paracentesis large volume of paracentesis for the treatment of ascites requires albumin cover evidence suggests this reduced paracentesis induced circulatory dysfunction and mortality paracentesis induced circulatory dysfunction can occur due to large volume paracentesis more than five liters it's associated also with a high rate of ascites recurrence development or hepatorenal syndrome and dilutional hyponatremia and high mortality rate. Five, give prophylactic antibiotic to reduce risk of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. Nice recommend. Valproflactic oral cipro and norfo, ciprofloxacin and norfloxacin for people with cirrhosis and ascites with an acetic protein of 15 or less uh, until the ascites has resolved. Number six tips or transjugular intrahepatic protosystemic shunt may be considered in some patients. Spontaneous bacterial peritonitis is a form of peritonitis usually seen in patients with ascites secondary to liver cirrhosis. Features of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis include ascites and abdominal pain and fever. Diagnosis of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis include paracentesis or fine neutrophil count more than 250 cells per liter. The most common organism of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis found in acidic fluid culture is E. coli. Management IV cefotaxime. IV cefotaxime. Antibiotic prophylaxis are given to patients if, with ascites if patients who have had episode previously of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis or patients with fluid protein less than 15 gram per liter and Either child book score of at least nine or have hepatorenal syndrome. Number three, nice recommend offer prophylactic oral cipro and norfosiprofloxacin and norfofloxacin for people with cirrhosis and the ascites with the ascitic pro- proteins of 15 gram liter or less until the ascites has resolved. Note that alcoholic liver disease is a marker of both prognosis in spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. Hepatocellular carcinoma. Hepatocellular carcinoma is the third most common cause of cancer worldwide. Chronic hepatitis B is the most common cause of hepatocellular carcinoma worldwide, with chronic hepatitis B being the most common cause in Europe. So, hepatitis B most common cause worldwide, and hepatitis C most common in Europe. The main risk factor for developing hepatocellular carcinoma is liver cirrhosis, for example, secondary to hepatitis B and C, or alcohol, or hemochromatosis, or primary biliary cirrhosis. Other risk factors to hepatocellular carcinoma include. Alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency or hereditary 
tyrosinosis or glycogen storage disease or aflatoxins or drugs like oral contraceptive pills and anabolic, anabolic steroids or porphyria cutea tarda or mesix or D diabetes mellitus or metabolic syndrome. Features of hepatocellular carcinoma tend to be to present late and features of liver cirrhosis or failure may be seen in the jaundice, ascites, right upper quadrant pain, and hepatomegaly and pruritus and splenomegaly. Possible presentation is decompensated in a patient with chronic liver disease. We'll find also raised AFB, alpha fetoproteins. Screening with ultrasound plus or minus alpha fetoproteins should be considered for high risk group. High risk group patient with, patient with liver cirrhosis secondary to hepatitis B or C or hemochromatosis or liver, men with liver cirrhosis secondary to alcohol. Management options of hepatocellular carcinoma include early disease, so go for surgical resection and maybe liver transplantation and or radiofrequency frequency ablation or trans arterial chemoembolization or give sorafenib. Sorafenib is a multi Multi-kinase inhibitors. Note that Wilson disease is an exception, so it's least common cause to cause hepatocellular carcinoma. Liver biopsy went to be contraindicated to percutaneous liver biopsy if de-arranged clotting, if INR more than 1.4, if low platelets, so platelets less than 60. If the patient has anemia or extrahepatic biliary obstruction or hydrated cyst or hemangioma or uncooperative patients or ascites, never, give, never take liver biopsy of INR more than 1.4, platelets less than 60, anemia, extrahepatic biliary obstruction, hydrated cyst, hemangioma, and cooperative patients or in ascites. Hepatomegaly, common cause of hepatomegaly, cirrhosis or malignancy or right heart failure. Cirrhosis, cause of hepatomegaly, but in early disease, later the liver disease, the liver will decrease in size associated with a non-tender firm liver, malignancy, metastatic spread, or primary hepatoma associated with the hard, irregular liver edge, right heart failure, firm, smooth, tender liver edge, maybe pulsatile. Other causes of hepatomegaly include viral hepatitis or glandular fever, glandular fever which is inf by infect infectious mononucleosis or viral infection in young adult. Other causes also include malaria or abscesses like biogenic or amoeboic or hydrated disease or hematological malignancies or hemochromatosis or primary pilary cirrhosis or sarcoidosis or amyloidosis. Hepatosplenomegaly, causes of hepatosplenomegaly, chronic liver disease or infection or lymphoproliferative disorders or myeloproliferative disorders or amyloidosis. Causes of hepatosplenomegaly, chronic liver disease with portal hypertension or infection like glandular fever or malaria or hepatitis or lymphoproliferative disorders or myeloproliferative disorders like chronic myeloid leukemia or amyloidosis. Note that later stage of cirrhosis are associated with a small liver. Hepaturenal syndrome, how to manage a hepaturenal syndrome. Note that hepaturenal syndrome is a renal failure in sufficient of other causes. Management of hepaturenal syndrome is difficult. Ideal treatment is liver transplantation, but patients are too are often too unwell to have surgery and there is a shortage of donors. The most accepted theory regarding pathophysiology of hepaturenal syndrome is that vasoactive mediators cause planking vasodilatation, which in turn reduce the systemic vascular resistance. This results in underfilling of the kidney. The kidney is then synthesized by juxtagranular apparatus, which is then activates the renin angiotensin aldosterone system, causing renal vasoconstriction, which is not enough to counterbalance the effect of this planking vasodilatation. Hepaturenal syndrome has been categorized into two types, type 1 and type 2. Type 1 hepaturenal syndrome has rapidly progressive disease and doubling of the serum carrier to more than 221 or halfling of the creatinine or clearance and clearance of less than 20 mm per minute over a period of time less than 
of less than two weeks and very poor prognosis. While type 2 is slowly progressive, slowly progressive and prognosis also is poor, but patients may live for longer. Management options for hepatic renal syndrome include number one, vasopressin analogs, for example, terlipressin. They have a growing evidence base supporting this, their use of terlipressin as they work by causing vasoconstriction of splanchnic circulation. Number two, volume expansion with 20% albumin. And number three, tips or transjugular intrahepatic systemic channels. Hydatid cysts. Hydatid cysts are endemic in Mediterranean and Middle Eastern countries. They are caused by the tapeworm parasite Echinococcus granulosis. An outer fibrous capsule is formed containing multiple small daughter cysts. These cysts are allergens with precipitate, a type 1 hypersensitivity reaction. Clinical features of hydatid cysts include up to 90% of cysts occur in the liver and also in the lung. Can be asymptomatic or may be symptomatic if the cyst more than 5 cm in diameter. Morbidity caused by cyst bursting or infection and organ dysfunction like biliary, bronchial, renal, and cerebrospinal fluid outflow obstruction. Actually, in biliary rupture, there may be classical trial of biliary colic, jaundice, and urticaria. Investigation CT is the best investigation to differentiate hydrated cyst from amoebic or and biogenic cyst. Surgery is the mainstay for treatment. The cyst wall must not be ruptured during removal and contain sterilized first. Pyogenic liver abscess. The most common organism found in pyogenic liver abscess are staph aureus in children and Escherichia coli in adults. So staph, staph aureus in children and adult Escherichia coli. Management of pyogenic liver abscesses. Drainage. Typically percutaneous and give antibiotic. Amox give amoxicillin and cebro and dimetronidazole. A C M. Amoxicillin, cebro and dimetronidazole. A thin. If penicillin allergic, so give ciprofloxacillin plus clindamycin. If penicillin allergic, give ciprofloxacillin and clindamycin. Alcoholic liver disease, spectrum of conditions. First, alcoholic fatty liver disease, then alcoholic hepatitis, then cirrhosis. The STOPAS studies compared the two common treatments for alcoholic hepatitis, which is bentoxifillin and prednisolone, PP. It showed that prednisolone improved survival at 28 days and that bentoxifillin did not improve outcomes. Investigation of alcoholic liver disease include gamma GT, will find elevated, and AST on ALT is normally more than 2, if more than 3, is strongly suggested of acute alcoholic hepatitis. Alcoholic ketoacidosis. Alcoholic ketoacidosis is a non-diabetic euglycemic form of ketoacidosis. It occurs in people who regularly drink large amounts of alcohol. Often alcoholics will not eat regularly and may vomit blood that they do eat, leading to episode of starvation. So once the person becomes malnourished after an alcohol binge, the body can start to break down body fat, producing ketones. Hence, the person develops a ketoacidosis. Typically present with a pattern of metabolic acidosis, high or elevated anion gap, and elevated serum ketone levels, and normal or low glucose concentration. Treatment, almost important treatment, is infusion of saline and thiamine. Thiamine is required to avoid vernic encephalopathy or Korsakov psychosis. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or NAFLID is now the most common cause of liver disease in the developed world. It's largely caused by obesity and describes a spectrum of disease ranging from steatosis, steatosis which means fat in liver, then steatohepatitis, steatohepatitis is fat with inflammation and non-alcoholic steatohepatitis or NASH. Then a progressive disease may cause fibrosis and liver cirrhosis. NAFLID or non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is thought to represent the hepatic manifestation of the metabolic syndrome and hence in 
insulin resistance is thought to be the key mechanism leading to steatosis. While NASH or non-alcoholic steatohepatitis is a term used to describe liver changes similar to this seen in alcoholic hepatitis in absence of history of alcohol abuse. It is relatively common and thought to affect around 3 to 4 percent of general population. The progression of disease is in patients with NASH may be responsible for a proportion of patients previously labeled as cryptogenic cirrhosis. Associated factors of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease associated with obesity, type 2 diabetes mellitus or hyperlipidemia or jejunoileal fibers or sudden weight loss or starvation. Features of Nephilin, usually asymptomatic, but we'll find hepatomegaly and ALT is typically greater than the AST and increased echogenicity on ultrasound. NICE produced guidelines on investigation and management of nephilim. Key point, there is no evidence to support screening for nephilim in adults, even if at high risk group, which is type 2 diabetes, for example. So the guidelines are therefore based on the management of incidental finding of nephilim of typically asymptomatic fatty chains on a liver ultrasound. In these patients, NICE recommend use of enhanced liver fibrosis blood test to check for advanced fibrosis, or ELF. The ELF blood test is a combination of hyaluronic acid plus procollagen 3 plus TIMP, which is tissue inhibitor of metalloproteinase 1. An algorithm is based on these values result in ELF blood test score, similar to triple testing of Down syndrome. An excellent review. If you judge the diagnosis and monitoring of nephilim, it made by following suggestion of ELF blood test was not if, if the ELF blood test was not available. So, non-invasive tests may be used to assess the severity of fibrosis. This include FIB4 score and nephilim fibrosis score. These scores may be used in combination with fibroscan, which is liver stiffness measurements assessed with transient elastography. Then the combination of FIB4 or NAFLED score and with the fibroscan shown to have excellent accuracy in predicting fibrosis. Patients who are likely to have advanced fibrosis should be referred to a liver specialist. They will then likely have a liver biopsy or to stage the disease more accurately. Management of NAFLED. The main state treatment is lifestyle changes, particularly weight loss and monitoring. There is ongoing research in a role of gastric banding and insulin sensitizing agents like metformin or bioglitazones. Biliary and, biliary and pancreatic disease in HIV. The most common cause of biliary disease in patients with HIV is sclerosing cholangitis due to infections such as hetomegalovirus or crypto cryptosporidium and microsporidia. Pancreatitis in the context of HIV infection may also be secondary to antiretroviral treatment, especially diadenosine, or by opportunistic infection like cytomegalovirus. Hepatobiliary disease. Number one, viral hepatitis. Viral hepatitis common symptoms include nausea, vomiting, anorexia, and myalgia, and lethargy, and right upper quadrant pain. Question may point to risk factors such as foreign travel or IV drug abuse. Number two, congestive hepatomegaly. Congestive hepatomegaly, the liver only usually cause pain if stretched. One common way this can occur is as a consequence of congestive heart failure and severe, also in severe causes of cirrhosis that may occur. Amoebic heart Amoebic liver abscess, amoebic liver abscess. Typical symptoms are malaise, anorexia, and weight loss. This is associated with right upper quadrant pain and tend to be mild. Androgenesis is uncommon. Then, acute 
acute pancreatitis. Acute pancreatitis, acute pancreatitis usually due to alcohol or cholesterol. It has severe epigastric pain and vomiting is common and examination may reveal tenderness or ileus and low-grade fever and periumbilical discoloration like colon signs and flange discoloration like gray tenor sign is described but rare. Pancreatic cancer is a painless jaundice is the classical presentation of pancreatic cancer. However, pain is actually a relatively common presenting symptoms of pancreatic cancer. Anorexia and weight are common. Then, biliary colic. Biliary colic will find the right upper quadrant pain and intermittent and usually begin abruptly and subside gradually. Attacks often occur after eating and nausea is common. It sometimes told that patients are female, 40s, fat and fair. Or will, will have also acute cholestasis, which is inflammation in gallbladder. It's a pain similar to biliary colic but more severe and persistent. The pain may radiate to the back or the right shoulder. The patient may be a pyrexia. And Murphy sign positive. Murphy sign is a risk of inspiration on palpitation of the right upper quadrant. Number three of the bile uh, disease is ascending cholangitis. We have ascending cholangitis. It's an infection in the bile duct, commonly secondary to gallstone. Classically represented with triad of fever. Regors are common in right upper quadrant pain and jaundice. We also have gallstone alias. This describes small bowel obstruction secondary to an impacted gallstone. It may develop in, a, in if a fistula form between a gangrenous gallbladder and the duodenum. We'll find abdominal pain and dissension and vomiting are seen. We have also cholangiocarcinoma, which is persistent biliary colic symptoms associated with anorexia, jaundice, and weight loss. A palpable mass in the right upper quadrant, which is corvosoyer signs, and periumbilical lymphadenopathy, which is called sister Mary Joseph nodes, and the left supraclavicular adenopathy, which is called Virchow's nodes, sometimes seen. Wilson's disease, pathogenesis, it's a tosomal recessive gene on chromosome 19, gene ATP7B, decrease hepatic excretion of kappa and increase kappa absorption from small intestine. Now, what's the clinical picture of Wilson's disease? Kappa build up in liver, brain, cornea, and basal ganglia. So, movement disorders like tremors and Parkinsonism in third of patients. 10% of patients will have psychiatric disorders and Kaiser flash ring in the eye on a slit lamp. And we'll find hepatitis and cirrhosis and Fanconi syndrome plus type 2, tubular renal acidosis, and blue nail. How to diagnose Wilson's disease? By low seroplasmin level and the high urinary copper level and low serum urinary copper level, low serum copper level because 95% bound to seroplasmin. Single most specific test is liver biopsy. Liver biopsy. In BZ, when copper level high, so it's hemolytic, will cause hemolytic anemia. Treatment penicillamine and trientine or copper chelators. Oral zinc interfere with copper absorption and the tetra tetrathionylbindates and liver transplantation and steroids will not help. Hemochromatosis. Hemochromatosis is an autosomal recessive disorder of iron absorption and metabolism resulting in an iron accumulation. It is caused by inheritance of mutation in high gene on both copies of chromosome 6. It's often asymptomatic in early disease and initial symptoms often non-specific like lethargy and arthralgia. It's associated with HALA A3 and Caucasian. Epidemiology 1 in 10 people of European carry a mutation in the gene affecting iron metabolism and mainly high gene. Prevalence in people of European and descent 1 in 20, so making it more common than cystic fibrosis. Presenting features, triad cirrhosis, diabetes mellitus, and skin pigmentation. Early features, early symptoms include fatigue or erectile dysfunction and arthralgia often of the hands. Number two, prone skin pigmentation and diabetes mellitus. And in the liver, they have stigmata of chronic liver disease, like or hepatomegaly or cirrhosis and hepatocellular deposition. And hepatocellular carcinoma is a main cause of death. 
will find also cardiac failure secondary to dilated cardiomyopathy and hypogonadism secondary to cirrhosis and pituitary dysfunction so it's hypogonadotrophic hypogonadism and will find arthritis especially in the hand there are complications that can be reversible with treatment like cardiomyopathy and skin pigmentation but other symptoms or other features irreversible like liver cirrhosis or diabetes mellitus or hypogonadotrophic hypogonadism or arthropathy note that there are rare cases of families with classic features of genetic hemochromatosis but no mutation in the hyphae gene note that whilst elevated liver function test and hematomegaly may be irreversible but cirrhosis is not reversible how to investigate and manage hemochromatosis hemochromatosis there is a continuous debate about best investigation so general population transferrin saturation is considered the most useful marker Ferritin should also be measured but is not usually abnormal in the early stage of iron accumulation. Testing family members, so genetic testing of hyphae mutation. These guidelines may change as hyphae gene analysis become less expensive. Diagnostic test. How to diagnose? Diagnostic test is molecular genetic testing for C2A2Y and H6-3D mutation. HALA A3 and liver biopsy which is with pearless stain. Typical iron studied profile in patients with hemochromatosis will find transferrin saturation more than 55 in men and more than 50 in women. Raised ferritin more than 500 microgram and iron. Total low TIBC or low total iron binding capacity. Treatment venesection is the first line of treatment. Monitoring adequacy of venesection, transferrin saturation should be kept below 50 and the serum ferritin concentration below 50. Joint X-ray characteristically show chondrocalcinosis.